Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am Scott, your host for this evening, and I am happy to be joined again by longtime friend of the podcast, Nick. Nick, how are you this evening? Man, Scott, I'm great and just really excited to, uh, to be back on the podcast and, and talk about anything but politics. Anything but politics. We need a break from that. Everybody needs a break. This is a rough time in the world right now. And uh, let's get the uh, obligatory 2020 question out of the way. As you know, I'm asking all of the guests on the podcast this because it's such a difficult year. I do like to check in on everyone. How are you doing, my friend? You know what? I am. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I am uh, currently sitting at my dining room table slash office with three computer screens in front of me. Right. Um, so I am. I am safe, secure in my workplace when when I'm not traveling. So. You know, as we've talked uh, every other week, I travel to Orlando, Florida um, for work. And uh, but while not traveling, I'm I'm safe in my bubble here. Yeah. So you throughout your work day, you have three screens up all the time. I do. I do. So I have my laptop and then I've got two monitors. Um, it just it makes it a lot easier for for doing some comparison and usually there's four or five projects going at once mm-hmm. and and generally a, a a zoom meeting thrown in there at the same time so right uh, the number one phrase i think i've heard this year is uh i think you're muted it's true zoom is a weird world it's a uh it's been an interesting year it really has um i think i speak for everyone when i say we are looking forward to 2021 that is for sure yeah, no, for for sure. It's this has been crazy. You know, hurricane season this year has just yeah. been unreal. And um Hurricane Edda, which I guess just right before we got on to record this got downgraded to a tropical storm again, mm-hmm. but is gonna make landfall for the fourth time. That's unheard of. I'd never heard of that before. Only in twenty twenty. <laughs> Only in twenty twenty. That's right. Um yeah, I think as we head into the holiday season, you know, Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks and then the, the other holidays, it's obviously going to be very different this year. But I'm trying to keep going so, as much of the traditions as I as I can. I think that's important um, in terms of gift giving and all that stuff, because we need that normalcy in our lives. Yeah, exactly. Especially you know, around the holidays where it's just, you know, it's a good time for, you know, for family to get together and um you know, for us, for Thanksgiving, <laughs> we'll be together as a family, but we'll be at the most magical place on earth. Yeah, you're going to be going to Walt Disney World. I just found that out a few minutes ago. Our friend uh, Nick will be down there. And um, how many days are you going to be down there for? Um, so we're going to be down there for six days. Um, we come back the day after Thanksgiving. We'll arrive the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll come back home the uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. And um, you, are you going to parks every day? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think we've got park reservations every day. Okay, very nice. Yeah. It's interesting because one of the things I want to talk to you about when you get back from that trip is your merchandise experiences. Because I've been watching a lot of videos online. It seems like the new merchandise is great, at, including at Galaxy's Edge. When I was at Galaxy's Edge in January this year, which feels like a million years ago, but I was there. I remember going through some of the shops there and I liked what I saw, but I wasn't blown away. I wanted to like it more. And from what I could tell, at least tonight from a YouTube video I saw from a vlogger, there's a bunch of new merchandise out in terms of clothing and shirts that is pretty awesome looking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last time I was on the show, we talked a lot about Hamilton. Yes. They've got Hamilton merchandise. Um, really? Yeah. That, uh, that Disney is starting to sell now, which is awesome. Do you, where in the park? Do you know? I don't. I'll let you know. Um, yeah. while, while I'm down there, I think of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then obviously, you know, through through the Disney stores, they're selling Hamilton merchandise as well. Right. There's and longevity. I believe, associated I believe I'm Shop Disney as well. Oh yeah. I mean, and Hamilton. <laughs> Speaking of Disney merchandise, have you taken a look at Mando Mondays? The merchandise connected to the Mandalorian. I have not, but I will tell you that uh, I. Uh, Man, I love The Mandalorian. Yes. I love watching that show. It's a lot of fun. It's something to look forward to every week. One of the things I tweeted out, which got 
some positive feedback was I tweeted out, I really like the fact it's one episode per week rather than a binge watch. It, I look forward to exactly. it every single week. It's a, something, something to kick off the weekend with in a good way. Well, think about, you know, the way that we consume media. Everything's very instant, right? Everything's right. on demand. You start watching something and you can watch three, four, five, six, an entire season. Woo. Right. Um, I remember being, you know, younger and you waited for, there were shows that you waited for it to come on. Right. Right. Um, and, and I love that, that excitement, you know, that I can't miss it. Right? right. Can't miss it. And so it's nice to have that um, because this, you know, this younger generation that's growing up now will never know what it was, what it was like to experience TGIF. They'll never know. They'll never know right. that uh, once a week thing and went to me, at least this is a, this is definitely a first world complaint as they say, but when Netflix, for example, drops every episode of a show on the day of its release, it, I don't, I don't want this to be misconstrued, but it almost becomes like a chore to watch the show. You know, I'm watching the show on Netflix now called The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's a horror show that came out recently. And each episode, it's a good show. I like it, but it's kind of like, okay, now I'll watch the next one and then I'll watch the next one. Versus if you get one episode per week, it kind of frees up your schedule a little bit, if, if that makes right. any sense. Yeah, you don't have to worry about, oh man, I'm going to end up binge watching this till two o'clock in the morning. Right, Exactly. Uh, but Nick, tonight on the podcast, I want to talk about a bunch of Disney stuff with you. And um, I guess let me begin by just uh, asking you to tell our listeners a bit about some of your recent trip experiences down to Walt Disney World, some highlights for us. Sure. Yeah. So um, we were uh, uh, we were down um, at Walt Disney World in the uh, at the beginning of October, uh, second week of October. And um, yeah, obviously, we always in, enjoy being down there. We really we only did Hollywood Studios and um, and the Magic Kingdom. We did both of those parks twice, mm-hmm. and it, it's very interesting. Um, and and I spoke to some cast member friends about about this, about the the size of the crowds, mm-hmm. right? So we uh, we went down on a um, on a Thursday morning, and uh, we went into Hollywood Studios Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, and then Magic Kingdom on Friday. Hollywood Studios again on Saturday, Magic Kingdom again on Sunday. And the crowds were definitely a lot larger than I had experienced when we went in July. Um, and, and speaking of some, some cast member friends of mine, it's, it's, a, it's a real challenge because of, you know, the social distancing and, and all the precautions that Disney has put in place and then not having fast passes. Right. They have a lot higher crowds, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, than they do during the week. Uh, and it becomes very difficult for them to manage, especially without fast passes, because lines get pretty long. I mean, it's it's not uncommon now to wait an hour, right, to, to ride something mm-hmm. because of, you know, not having a fast pass, but then also the precautions that Disney has in place that they're not, you know, going to let up on with regard to cleaning, social distancing and such. And, uh, you know, I remember when, when Disney first opened and we went in July and I saw where they had the social distancing markers laid out for certain rides. And I was like, man, Disney's really being optimistic with as far back as they've got these markers going. Hmm. They had that nailed 100 mm-hmm. percent. Um, and so yeah, it's I mean it's it's a very real challenge for the cast members. It's 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 really stressful. Uh, uh, we're uh, we're friends with a, a guest service manager who works in uh, Adventureland and Liberty Square. And you know, when they get to the weekends, it is just it's so hard to manage, you know, and it's not obviously again, they're not near capacity, right? But because they don't have fast passes to kind of manage the crowds. Right. It's, 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 it's been difficult. It's been very hard on the cast members. So, you know, for everybody who's listening, when you're there, show the cast members some love because they are working incredibly hard to make that experience magical. So Um, I have a question and a comment. I'll begin with the comment, which is just to agree with what you've just said. Uh, This is a tremendous strain 
on the Disney World cast members, what's happened recently. When we look at the number of layoffs the company has had recently at Disney World, okay. it's, I mean, if you play it out across the whole company, it's, it's I think, bigger than the size and population of my town that was laid off, thousands of people. And mm -hmm. it creates a tremendous burden on the cast members that still are employed. And they're dealing with people who may not fully understand what it's going to be like in the parks right now. So they're, they're going to be on edge. It's not easy. Yeah. I feel for those mem cast members. It is, uh, but you know, again, in the cast members that, 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 you know, I've talked to have done such an incredible job. You can see that the passion that they have for creating the magic will never go away. Mm -hmm. um, but there's just that little bit of, of, of frustration. Um, and it is, I mean, it's a different kind of experience now, not having fireworks, not having the scheduled parades. I will say that the, um, the Halloween uh, cavalcades that they had were, were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, you know, the Bootsie U Parade is one of my favorite parades. Absolutely love the Bootsie U Parade. It's not as awesome as that, but it's still really cool when, when Jack Skellington is, is coming through. And you don't you don't know when they're coming through. They just, you know, sure. Every twenty or thirty minutes, here comes a cavalcade. Um, and uh, but that was that was really really cool. So, so Mike, yeah. good. I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, they're they're doing everything they can to right. create that magic in a safe, socially distanced um, manner. But it, it is it, it's a little bit it's a little bit different kind of magic. So my question for you is, I'm going to, I think I know the answer to this, but so Disney World is obviously not operating at the regular capacity now. The, is, is the reason the weekdays are less crowded than the weekends is because whatever the new capacity is, it's not reaching that because it's the weekdays, but on the weekends, a lot of locals are going out and it's easily reaching that capacity. That's really it. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. yep, that is it. That is exactly right. And, uh, and so they're getting a lot more. Um, you know, sort of weekend traffic. How was the social distancing in the park on the weekend? Was it able to be done? Oh yeah, absolutely. Was. Okay. That was, yeah, that was the one comment that, uh, that I made um, to, uh, to my wife that, you know, even with sort of this heavier crowd, there were very few times where I felt, man, this is not even close to social distancing. Mm -hmm. Um and the cast members have done a phenomenal job with managing the social distancing, making sure that, that um, people, uh, you know, have their masks up over their nose. Right. Um, and originally they, you could have your, you could pull your mask down if you were eating or drinking. Mm -hmm. Well, they changed it to stationary. Right while actively eating or drinking. Cause what a lot of people were doing is they'd go get a drink and right. pull their mask down and walk around with their drink. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm actively drinking so I can have my mask down. Right. And, um, they Disney quickly realized, mm, hang on a second. Somebody's trying to bypass the system. Let's find a way for this to be safe. And so they, they play those announcements, um, right. you know, throughout the parks, throughout the day, you know, to, uh, you know, reminding folks to, to socially distance, and to uh, keep their face coverings up um, unless actively eating or drinking while stationary. Right. Now, Nick, in your opinion, and based on the conversations you've had with cast members, is there an anticipation that when the world hopefully gets back to normal, or at least more normal in 2021 at some point, that many of the laid off cast members would come back as hopefully Walt Disney World will resume their shows and other activities. Yeah, certainly the performers, um, because, you know, obviously they're going to want to bring those shows back. Uh, Festival of Fantasy will certainly be a parade that will come back. Um, you know, one of the, uh, one of the shows that uh, cast members were, uh, uh, were let go was Festival of the Lion King. Yeah. That's, that's certainly a show that they're going to want to bring back. And, one of the saddest shows uh, where cast members were let go was Hoop Do Review. Yeah. Um, <coughs> uh, and so, yeah, they uh, that's certainly one that 
that when things get back to normal that, that they will want to bring back. Yeah, I would think so. It's interesting because when we think on the past few months, there are certain days that really stand out. One of them was the day at the beginning of this whole thing, where in one night the news broke that Tom Hanks tested positive for COVID. There was the suspension of the NBA season. And there was one other thing. I forget what it was. Then the couple days ago, good news about this uh, Pfizer vaccine having a 90% effective rate, which was a great day. Great news. Um, But another day that stood out is when Disney announced those cast member layoffs. I'll never forget where I was at that moment is towards the evening when the news broke. And it was one of those moments where you realized, oh, this is um, the, the impact on our favorite company is pretty significant. And uh, of course, as we record this, Disneyland is still closed without any foreseeable date of reopening. Yeah. The interesting thing is Walt Disney World, from all indications, has been a success story. The uh, no cases have been traced there, according to everything that we've read. Yeah. And again, I think that that comes down to the precautions, the level of precaution that Walt Disney World took. Mm-hmm. Um, having seen what other theme parks in the Orlando area had done and then seeing the way Disney did it, right. certainly at a much at a much higher level. <clears throat> you know, you talk about the day those those cast members uh, were let go. I um, and I've been super duper absent from Instagram the last couple of weeks, but I just uh, I happened to to be coming through and one of the uh, one of the performers that I've, I've photographed quite a few times, um, she had she had posted uh, something to her stories, and and then she posted a message. You could just hear the heartbreak in her voice, and it became very real. Like, man, was she let go? She was. Oh. Yeah, she, yeah, she was. Uh, uh, she she performed in uh, Festival of the Lion King, and uh, she performed in uh, in Festival of uh, Fantasy. And then um, she also performed in um, in in the, the Christmas parade and and in in Boo to You, and yeah, it was just it, it it's terrible. But you know, she's hoping that that when this is over, they're able to bring those shows back and and she'll get back to performing. She's a performer, yeah, um, and she, and she loves to perform. But it just gets very real, right? Now. Right. Yeah, this is this is hurting my favorite cast members. This is 2020's got to come to an end. This is it's garbage gotta come now. Come to an end. Um, yeah, it's uh, there are ways to find out. There are certain cast members that have side businesses like Etsy stores and things like that. I think the Diz Unplugged on their Facebook page or their website may have a link to cast members who have such businesses on the side. So I would encourage all of our listeners as we head into the holiday season, if you're looking for gifts for friends of yours, check it out. I, I know I plan on doing that. Um, yeah, it's definitely a great way to support. First of all, I mean, you're supporting, you know, a small business, right? right? Which, which it, in, in this economic climate, we, we've got to really be looking out for our small business uh, owners, small business friends. Uh, but yeah, it's a great way to support cast members that, uh, that, that you are know, struggling right now. Yeah. Well, Nick, going back to your October trip, where did you stay on the trip? Uh, so we stayed at uh, at Pop Century. Pop Century, which, yeah. Um, I love I love Pop Century. Mm-hmm. And it's, why? Uh, why do you love it so much? I, man, it's it's just it's such a. I love the theming. Um, I love the theming. There's a lot of nostalgia there, especially you know for for me, '80s and '90s uh, that that I really enjoy and. Uh, they really did a phenomenal job when they, when they updated the rooms of pop century a couple of years ago. Yeah. They did a, they did a phenomenal job. And, um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, I really enjoy, uh, I enjoy staying there. I think we typically will stay at pop century at least once a year. It might, I've not stayed there, but my impression from looking at the refurbished rooms is that they are nicer than what you normally get at a value resort. Is that correct? Yeah, or at or or on par. I mean, they really, um, it's it, it is. They're they're the nicest rooms of any of the value resorts. Yeah, and I hear they have a good food court as well. They do. Um, yeah. They've got a good food food court. They've got a, a great gift shop, um, which is a lot of fun. And 
and you know a lot like the other resorts they uh they were playing movies out by the pool at night and they got a you know, big projector and they've got people socially distanced being able to watch sure. the movies they've got great swimming pools um some of my fondest memories of my daughter annabelle uh when she was like two and a half three years old was um was at pop century they've got a uh a pool there um that is a uh, jungle book themed mm-hmm. it was a big blue and uh, at that time she loved the jungle book yeah she had a big stuffed blue and um she called that the blue pool <laughs> um and uh that was a, it's a great pool because that pool is only like two feet deep at the, at the deepest part right uh but it's big it's not you know a lot of times those little kiddie pools are really teeny tiny right uh, no this, this pool's super duper big it's probably 60 feet wide one of the things I love about staying at Walt Disney World hotels is the uniqueness of each pool to each hotel. Um, yeah. You know, you go to stay at a Marriott, and I like staying at This is not a criticism, but for the most part, the pools tend to be kind of more generic unless you're staying yeah. at a gorgeous resort where, like the JW Marriott Orlando has a tremendous pool with the Lazy River and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But at the Disney hotels, it's, it's kind of like you arrive and – your pool represents your hotel. You, each each place is unique, whether it's the Iona Beach Club, to the Boardwalk Pool, to Jungle Book, like you just said. The yeah, I mean the alligator the theming, yeah, the theming of the pools is. I mean, it is it is one hundred percent theme. You think about um, Coronado Springs, right? great pool, super super duper um, pool. Uh, Caribbean Beach has Tremendous. got us. Yeah, what a great swimming pool, and then. Art of Animation, which is one of my favorite resorts on property. Yeah. Um, great, great swimming pools. You got the big blue pool, mm-hmm. which when you go underwater, it plays music, different music underwater. Right. Um, and then when you're in the car section, the Cozy Cone Motel is a swimming pool. Yes. Um, and that's, I mean, it's just the theming, right? It, it makes it special. And you don't get that anywhere else. Not to that detail. No, no way. What is your favorite pool on property? I think it's probably Caribbean Beach. Okay. Because we got that cool water slide. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's set up like, you know, this sort of, you know, pirate island. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Caribbean Beach. Favorite Another question for you. If, if there's a, what hotel that you, out of all the hotels that you have not stayed at, at Walt Disney World, which is the one that you would like to stay at the most? Probably the Poly. Okay. You know, I, I, I've yet to stay at, at the Polynesian. Um, I've stayed at Grand Floridian. I've stayed at, at Contemporary. Um, so I'd really like to experience the, the Poly. Yeah. Um, probably the, the thing I'd be the most excited about staying at the Poly would, being a, would be being able to have Ohana noodles <laughs> delivered to the room. Yeah, for sure. And Dole Whips anytime you want. That's right. Uh, Nick, I know what you mean. I, I actually stayed at the Poly once a couple of years ago, and it was a very memorable experience because just like staying at the Contemporary, you felt you were staying at one of the classic Walt Disney World hotels. And one thing that I love, love, love about the Polynesian, never gets old, is walking into the main lobby at that hotel. Oh, yeah. And Maui's standing right in front of you. Right there with the amazing, my personal favorite hotel gift shop on property. I forget the name of it offhand, but their big gift shop right there to the left. Island Mercantile. Island Mercantile. Tremendous gift shop. Lots of unique merchandise available at that store. You have Ohana. You have the Dole Whip. You have Trader Sam's. You have a great pool. You have, you walk right out the back there. You have Cinderella's Castle facing in the distance. It's just a magnificent hotel. Big rooms too. Very nice sized rooms. So one of the, what I to me, one of the most underrated uh, restaurants, resort restaurants, it doesn't get talked about a lot at the Polynesian because you have Ohana, is Kona Cafe. Kona, yes. One of my favorite things in, uh, one of my favorite meals on property is the, uh, uh, the, the Loco Moco, Moco Loco, I think is yeah. what it's called. Yeah. Um, um, but it's, I mean, it's, it, it's basically got like a hamburger patty right? served on rice with just this phenomenal sauce. Man, I love it. I've had it three or four times and it is fantastic. So Nick, uh, speaking of Kona, I have great memories of that place. I've been there so many times. Uh, first time I went to Kona was for breakfast and I kept hearing about the Tonga toast. You got to get the Tonga toast. So I ordered it yes. and it was delivered. And 
every bite I took, I was like, I've never in my life had anything like this. But I'll tell you now, my go-to breakfast there, I think it's called the Polynesian platter, if I'm saying that. I, I think that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. And the Polynesian platter, it's standard. It's kind of like eggs, potatoes, bacon. But what I love about it is two things. First off, it comes with diced fruit on the side, very tropical, refreshing fruit. And every dish comes with a Mickey Mouse shaped crumb cake, which is out of this world good. So I also, one thing I'll add about Kona, good tip. I saw this on the vlog, Happiest Vlogs on Earth, one of my favorite vlogs to watch. Um, They go to Kona a lot on there. And what they often do is they'll go to breakfast, they'll get their meal. And then as they leave to go begin their day, what I've seen them do is get a coffee, an iced coffee right at the stand immediately outside Kona. That's the way to do it. You take that iced coffee in the heat, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, off you go. Oh, yeah. Instead of, yeah, go stand in, in line at Starbucks for, you know, 20 minutes. Actually, let me take that back because we went to Starbucks uh, when we were at Hollywood Studios and we were at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And both times waited, did not wait in line because he walked in and ordered. And I remember because had made these comments about, gosh, these crowds are definitely a lot, a lot bigger than, you know, when we were there in July. No, no way at Starbucks, which is good. Do you have any of those Starbucks mugs? Oh, yeah. Um, I've got Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, and Disneyland Park. Tremendous. That's great. I'll give oh, yeah. you a Disney Hollywood Studios Starbucks memory. I'll, this may seem small, but I think Disney fans will get it. Um, January this year, I was at Hollywood Studios. I was actually by myself. I got on Rise of the Resistance in the morning, very early, one of the first things in the morning. And then afterwards, I went to the Starbucks at Hollywood Studios, had a great breakfast. And I just remember going into that Starbucks, which I love. I love the Hollywood Studio Starbucks, thinking to myself, I can't believe it. I just rode Rise of the Resistance. It was like this awesome, priceless feeling. There's often these Disney feelings. I, one of the things I tweeted the other night, which has gotten a lot of likes on Twitter, is one of my things I'm most looking forward to about getting back to Disney World is riding, living with the land, and going through the greenhouse. Yes. And oh man, the, the average person. It's... Yeah, I was just gonna say the average person may not get that, but if you're a Disney World fan, you know exactly what I mean. There's nothing yeah. like that greenhouse. Oh, yeah. It's you know, it's like the smell of Pirates of the Caribbean, the, right. the smell of the water in Pirates of the Caribbean, right? It's it triggers that memory. The thing I love about living with the land is the greenhouse changes so much based on what they're growing. Right. Um. And uh, yeah, it is. I, I love living with the land. Me without, too. Without a doubt. That's, um, I'm happy to wait 30 minutes for living with the land. No doubt about it. Uh, Nick, can you give me some food highlights from your October trip, some restaurant highlights that stand out? Well, I'll tell you this. So it's not, you know, super duper crazy or new. We ate at Liberty Tree Tavern, right? Mm-hmm. The reason that we ate at Liberty Tree Tavern that day was so my daughter just absolute ham fan right <laughs> just hamilton obsessed she wanted to be eliza hamilton for halloween so we had this custom eliza dress made right looks just like eliza hamilton's dress in um uh in hamilton and uh so she wore this to magic kingdom and we got a reservation for liberty tree tavern that day just so she could wear her eliza dress in liberty square at liberty tree tavern it was it was a lot a lot of fun and uh we actually got a picture of her throwing her hand up in the air doing a little work pose in front of the liberty tree tavern sign and um it was really cool my wife tweeted it out and obviously she tagged hamilton in it and on halloween hamilton across all their social media posted some pictures of some kids in their hamilton outfits and one of the kids that they featured was annabelle and oh man was she just over the moon uh, she was, and the thing she was most excited about was the fact that, in her mind, Lin Manuel Miranda had now seen her right in her Eliza dress. That to her was the coolest thing. Lin Manuel Miranda and David Diggs and Philip Sue. <clears throat> She's obsessed. But, Hearing uh, you talk about that reminds me of an article I read in Time Magazine around the time that Hamilton opened which talked about how not only was the show unique, but its impact on our culture was unique and the way it had completely taken over among young people who may not have been that interested in colonial American history, but 
now right. we're having Hamilton theme, Hamilton themed weddings and parties and Instagram posts, et cetera, et cetera. It's uh, mm -hmm. hearing that reminds me of that. Uh, what is her favorite song from Hamilton? Do you know? You know, it varies. Um, so she, uh, she likes wait for it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> guns and ships. Uh, she and I do guns and ships a lot and, uh, she's getting pretty close to, to word for word. She can't quite keep up with me, uh, busting, uh, guns and ships out, um, in the room where it happens, especially with, you know, the presidential election going on. She started asking a lot of questions about politics and, mm -hmm. and, and the president. And, um, so now she, you know, one of her goals in life is to be in the room where it happens. She wants to be president, which is fine. She's got she, my vote. <laughs> no, she'd be a great, she'll be a great president. Um, but yeah, so, so circling back to, to the original question, we ate at Liberty Tree Tavern, um, which, uh, you know, which is always good. So the highlight, the meal highlight of the trip for us. Okay. Was 50s Primetime Cafe. Oh, tell me more. That's Hollywood good stuff. Studios. And I'll tell you why. So the food is good, right? The food is good, but it, the theming in that restaurant is phenomenal. We did, um, we did a show a couple months ago where we talked about our favorite places to eat in each part, right? Yeah. And and this was was one of my favorites in, in Hollywood Studios because um, the theming is phenomenal. There is a server there um, named Janice, Miss Janice, right? And the first time we went in there, she, she fell in love with Annabelle. Right. right. And, and so they became friends. And, and so now we, we always make our reservations for 50s primetime cafe based on her schedule. So we know that, that she'll be there when we're there. We always ask for, um, so that we get to, uh, <clears throat> we get to see Miss Janice. We had a, uh, a dress made for Annabelle that is the the uniform, the dress that they wear, that the servers wear with the apron. Right. And uh, and so she dressed up. <laughs> I went to go see Miss Janice, and it'd be the first time. It had been the first time we'd seen Miss Janice since um, Disney had reopened. It was that was super exciting. So that's <clears throat> for us. That's one of those. Okay, you know the food is good. The experience is even is even better right uh and so that was uh that was phenomenal were, were and, and the food is great uh were you there for lunch or dinner uh we went for dinner and what did you have do you remember uh yeah i had the um i had the fried chicken my wife had the caesar salad with the uh with the grilled chicken um i've had so they've got a platter that's really good that's got a piece of fried chicken and it's got meatloaf it's got pot roast. Their meat I've had that. Really yeah, it's good. good. The pot roast is really good. Um, but yeah, their, their fried chicken is, is, is really good. Don't they have good flavored sodas there? Am I right about that? They do. And whenever I go in, the first thing I always do when I order my drink is I order a peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Yeah, I got to try um, that. It is, it is great. I always get that before I get my food because that way I don't have to finish my food to have my dessert. They will <laughs> make you. They won't let you unless you've finish your dinner you're not allowed to have dessert but I'm when i think about when i was a kid and i turned 40 this weekend so i've been coming very reflective you know just thinking happy about birthday it. thank you man thank you so I, I i think about trips that my family took when i was a kid to disney world walt disney world and i by the way i find myself calling it walt disney world now more than calling it disney world i don't know why maybe that's just a just an interesting observation. But uh, anyhow, I think one of the things that led me to fall in love with the place is my were my visits to Hollywood Studios and going to 50s Primetime and the Sci-Fi Dining Theater for dinner, just because there was nothing like that anywhere else that I had ever been. So I hold such a nostalgic spot in my heart for Primetime Cafe and Sci-Fi Theater, Dining Theater. Yeah, Sci-Fi is, is fantastic. Yeah. I, I love that's that's such a neat experience. Um, I will tell you. So, just talking about about restaurants, um, we ate at uh, the Grand Floridian Cafe. Yeah, I've been um, there. Where, where, for yeah. what meal? Uh, so we we actually went for breakfast and then we yeah. went for dinner. Same day um, or different days? Same day. <laughs> wow. Okay. Interesting. It uh, it was just we were coming. You know, we were coming back and it was kind of late. I'd stayed late to take some pictures and I was like, man, we're 
hungry. We had parked at the Grand Floridian, so we were going back there, and I, I was able to snag a reservation. And I was like, cool. Um, and uh, man, the 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 food was phenomenal. It was, yeah. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, the Grand uh, the Grand Floridian Cafe, and then the other place that we ate and we eat there all the time is uh, we had breakfast at um, at the Wave inside yeah. the Contemporary. That's a I mean, that's become, for a couple of reasons, become a must-do for us. Like we're, we're absolutely going to eat at the Wave. <clears throat> First, for the grits, because the grits at the Wave are unbelievable. They're, they're great. I've got to the point where that's all I'll order. It's just the grits, and I'm good to go. Give me three sides of grits, and I'm fine, and one to take with me. Um, but uh, <clears throat> we'll go there for breakfast and park in the contemporary <laughs> and then ride a monorail to the magic kingdom. Yeah. And then when we get out, we just walk back to the car. Right. Because it's such a, it's a, such a short walk from the magic kingdom, to the contemporary. And it's so easy you don't have to worry about catching a ferry boat back to the TTC or, or, you know, standing in line to catch the monorail because it's such a short walk. Um, so a little bit of, uh, little bit of playing the system there hey listen but, it's uh, uh you've been there enough you get to play the system a little bit i'm going to tell that. you what i love at the grand floridian cafe for breakfast this is my recommendation to the listeners i order a toasted bagel with the sliced locks which is delicious and they serve it with chopped eggs and onions and tomatoes and i order a side of scrambled eggs with that that is a perfect breakfast at the grand floridian cafe it's awesome I'll tell you, one of the things that I really enjoyed is they've got this uh, heirloom apple salad um, that's on their appetizer menu. And uh, the the dressing is, it's like a a honey apple vinaigrette dressing. Man, that was just phenomenal. It was Mm -hmm. so good. You had that for, uh, when did you have that for dinner? So, no, so we went, we we went and had breakfast, but it was like 1030. Mm -hmm. And um and so I was able, I saw that on there. I was able to order it. Um, Cause I also got, I got avocado toast and some eggs. Yes. I got avocado toast. Um, but uh, I saw that. And I was like, that sounds super interesting. I'm going to give this a try, man. Wow. They was really good. That was really good. That's good to know. Uh, Nick, do you know where you're going to be having dinner on Thanksgiving? We don't. <laughs> There's not a lot of reservations. Uh, there's not a lot of reservations open, so not not 100 sure what what we're gonna do for Thanksgiving dinner. But you know what, this Thanksgiving is an absolute bonus. Um, you know, for the listeners that have heard me on the show before, will know that I used to work in the restaurant business. I used to work for Cracker Barrel, and Thanksgiving was just the busiest day of the year. Um, and you know, last year that week is just super busy it's non-stop last last year um i worked 65 hours in four days including 30 hours on thanksgiving day unbelievable when you do that math you're like "Mm, that doesn't quite add up but when you get to work at wednesday at 10 a.m and you leave work thursday at at 4 p.m and you didn't leave at all it's uh it's pretty rough and so not being in that business anymore man very excited so when I uh, when I first when I first accepted you know this position with with loving, um, the first thing my wife said to me was, "So are you going to deep fry a turkey on Thanksgiving?" Because I used <laughs> to do that. Used to, I mean, we got to the point we had these big Thanksgivings where anybody who didn't have, you know, if their family was out of town or, um, you know, we had a lot of friends who were from other countries and, you know, so we ended up with this Thanksgiving. It was like thirty like something people. Uh, and I would deep fry two turkeys. Mm-hmm. And I told, my, I told my wife, I said, well, this Thanksgiving, I'm doing nothing. Next Thanksgiving, maybe I'll start cooking it because I love to cook. And mm-hmm. uh, and and <clears throat> I'm the best cook in our family. I, I will I have no shame in saying that. I don't think anybody in the family will, uh, will argue with me. <laughs> maybe some aunts and uncles. Uh, but this Thanksgiving, so that's where we started talking about Hey, should we go to Disney World for Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, why not? That sounds like a great idea. And so I'm uh, I'm super duper excited about uh, you know just not having to 
you know, prepare thousands of to-go meals and bake thousands of pies and uh, be able to have a, uh, a very different Thanksgiving experience this year. After working on Thanksgiving for years, you're entitled to uh, Thanksgiving for yourself. Yeah, I'm looking, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Holy moly. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, I mean, I love going to Disney World, so. Uh, Nick, I wanted to ask you, uh, any other highlights that you would like to share from the October trip? Any other thoughts and observations from Disney in terms of where we're at, where you think we're going and so forth? Well, there were a couple of nights that they had tested fireworks at Epcot, and so I got very hopeful about that. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen or heard anything um, about that. I spoke to a, a cast member friend of mine who said that they were kind of hopeful that maybe the holiday hours would be adjusted, especially for New Year's. And I know that Disney has released their hours, but um, there are two cast members that I've talked to that are, are holding out that, you know, for New Year's Eve, especially, um, that those, those park hours would be extended. So, um, I just, the, 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 saddest thing right now is is disney world <clears throat> disney world without fireworks mm. is is just really really hard um i'm very excited to see the projections the castle projections i've seen pictures that yeah. you know some of my um my friends on instagram have, have posted and um i'm a really excited to see them be really excited to photograph them um I'm interested to see how I respond to seeing projections versus seeing dream lights. I have a sneaking suspicion that the dream lights won't come back mm -hmm. because, you know, the projections are just so beautiful and there's it's so much more that they can do. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things. And man, I might get some hate mail for saying this. Um, yeah, the dream. I love the dream lights, and they're very special. And it's it's just something about <clears throat> something about you know Christmas time at Disney is the dream lights. But I think it would it's going to be better with projection. Mm -hmm. And I say that, I'm, and, and the thing that comes to mind is when wishes went away was replaced with happily ever after. And I remember being there for the last wishes, and you're like, oh, this is happily ever after well it's going to be great but it's it, it won't be wishes you know it's, it's not as special as wishes there's just too many kind of um personal memories that tug at the heartstrings with wishes and then i saw happily ever after it was like all right wishes was great but i just cried you know like a baby watching happily ever after so i think i'm going to be okay i think it's going to be the same with um with the dream lights yeah and and castle projections the projections never cease to amaze me, whether they're at the castle or tree of life, just beautiful. Yeah. And then, you know, tower of terror, um, mm -hmm. for, uh, for Christmas as well. It's so cool. Um, yeah, the projection mapping. Wow. The Imagineers just, they nailed that one. Yeah, they really did. Nick, um, I always enjoy listening to your Disney world thoughts and, uh, trip experiences because you go frequently and you're able to really see firsthand how things are shaping up at the parks and always good to get your insights. Well, Scott, I mean, I, I love coming on the show and, and obviously I always love talking Disney. Um, Thanks. I'll tell you one thing that I need to do is I need to get back to editing photos and getting photos up on Instagram. I posted one. Um, so today is, is November 11th. In fact, it's Veterans Day, so for, for all the veterans out there listening, thank you for your service and your sacrifice for, for our country. Um, I posted a picture earlier today, and the caption was, you know, hey, remember me? I haven't been here in a while. Because uh, I just, I've, you know, when you get out of the habit of doing something, you really have to get back into the habit. For sure. And, uh, you know, transitioning into, into this different position, I, a lot of times when I would be editing pictures before I'll be sitting doing work. Uh, Cause there are times I'll get, you know, stuck into a project and I'll work till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And a lot of that nighttime was when I edited pictures. So, you know, for me, I've got to manage my schedule a little bit and, and kind of work in that, that time and get back into to editing pictures and getting pictures. Cause I've got some great pictures. I got, 
you know, I got a new camera um, back in the beginning of the year and I was totally bummed out because um, I got it. And then the parts shut down and we missed our trip in March. Right. And so I didn't get to use the, the, the new camera switched from, from Canon to Sony went mirrorless and was so excited to use it and really just love this camera. It, it um, it's added a different dynamic to my photography, which I'm really super excited about. And I haven't edited the pictures. Right. <laughs> you know, and then I just, um, you know, I am very excited about, you know, my new position and, and, and the work that I'm doing. And I think that's part of it that is because I enjoy it so much. That's good. That sometimes it's, it's hard to be like, Hey, let's take a break from this and enjoy something else I enjoy. Speaking of your Instagram account, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on Instagram? Yes. So on Instagram, I am the Disney dad. That is uh, the dot Disney dot dad. Um, You can also check out my wife. She's the Disney mommy, same the dot Disney dot mommy. And if you want to check out the most adorable seven-year-old in the world, um, my daughter, Annabelle, she's the dot Disney dot daughter. So we'll link to all of those in our show notes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I am committed to, to getting pictures. And in fact, when we get done recording, I'm going to edit another picture tonight and I'm going to edit two pictures tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen and get back in, into the habit because I've got so many great shots yes. that, you know, are going to be so much fun to, to, to edit and get posted. I just got to get it done. Well, as I've mentioned before here on the podcast, we love your photos. They're absolutely spectacular. They take us on a virtual vacation to Walt Disney World. They make us feel like we're there. And speaking personally, I have developed more of an interest in photography, and I, I credit your photos for being part of that. Uh, just what I can do to make my photos better, what equipment I can use to enhance my my trip and its memories um, when I get back home. So. Uh, thank you for posting. We look forward to your future posts and uh, all of our listeners should follow Nick on Instagram. It's the, the and, and his wife and daughter. <laughs> so follow the whole crew. <laughs> the whole family. Um, so uh, Nick, if it's all good, okay with you, what I'm going to do now is turn over to the stuff we love segment. This is the part of the show for our new listeners where tonight, Nick and I are going to be giving you a recommendation of something we are enjoying right now. It could be a TV show, a movie, a, a band, a, an app, anything in the world. So Nick, what is your stuff we love segment for today? Well, I think, you know, for me, it, uh, and, and today is, is veterans day. And so I, my, for my stuff we love is, is I love all the veterans out there. Yes. We, uh, for, you know, for, for those who've heard me on the show before, <clears throat> may remember that where I live in South Carolina, we're very close to Fort Jackson, which is mm-hmm. the, the army's largest basic training um, facility in, um, uh, in the country. And uh, my father-in-law retired from Fort Jackson after 33 years. My mother-in-law still works at Fort Jackson. Um, my father-in-law, when he retired, he said the, the greatest service of his life has been, was being able to serve the men and women of the U.S. Army. And so my stuff we love is, is to all the veterans out there who have sacrificed and put, you know, their lives on the line and their families yeah. who have sacrificed a lot. Um, so just my stuff we love is just a big thank you to all the veterans out there and their families. That's the best stuff we love we've ever had here on the podcast because it's very appropriate. It's very true. Thank you to all our service men and women out there and to their families. I've heard it being said, and I agree with it, that the families serve too, just in a different way than the uh, those who go overseas and, and of course, many of the families do go overseas as well to various okay. bases from what I understand. Um, they are the heroes. And, uh, you know, I think back on what prior generations faced. You know, both of my grandfathers served in World War II. And I think about the fact that to, to leave your home, to go off to battle knowing you may never return, when you have your whole life in front of you, it takes a, a tremendous amount of courage uh, and puts things in perspective. Uh, so I hold the troops in the highest regard. Nick, I know you obviously do too, and all our listeners do as well. We're, we're grateful for your service and we thank you. So if there's any members of the armed forces out there listening, thank you for everything. Is it weird now that I have my <laughs> stuff we love to, to follow that? But I guess I will. This is, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> 
So I'll just uh, mention the one thing I was going to talk about. It's a good product recommendation for the holiday season. If you're looking to give a good gift to someone, we're all into the streaming now. We're talking about streaming Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Well, I just bought the new Google Chromecast, just like the Apple TV, just like the Roku. It plugs into an HDMI slot on the TV, and it's a great product. I'm blown away by it. It is admittedly a little slower than some of the other streaming devices I have used, but what I really like about it and the reason it's my stuff we love is the interface on the product, the way the home screen looks. They give you product, uh, not product, they give you um, movie and TV recommendations based on your history. If you log in with your YouTube account, they link to new YouTube videos from the accounts that you follow. It's just presented in a really cool way that I think exceeds what Roku has done. And I think you can make an argument even exceeds what Apple TV has done. And Apple TV for me is like the gold standard of streaming devices. So Google Chromecast, the new one, check it out. It's good stuff. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to do it. My only experience with Chromecast, uh, I was traveling for work a couple of weeks ago and uh, we stay at the same place every time we stay at, uh, at the Hyatt house. Yeah. In uh in Orlando, right, right by uh Universal. And uh <clears throat> for uh higher rewards members, if you download the app, you can stream from your phone to the TV in your room. Right. And I realized it is and it's it's a Chromecast. So it's like this is I, honestly up until that point, I didn't know what Chromecast was. Yeah. You know, we have we have um we have a fire stick. Yes. And um it, you know, that's that's how we stream. Everything is, is with our fire stick. And I was like, man, I actually have a Chromecast. The the little piece of plugs in the back. I have one sitting in a drawer. Yeah. I haven't opened it before. You have to break that out. When the Chromecast first came out, it primarily was used to cast, as they say, from your phone or your iPad to the TV. Mm-hmm. And that is still included, that feature on the new Chromecast. But what is different is that it now has this home screen where you could access your streaming services in a whole different way. I think it's called Google TV or Android TV. It's really very cool. Very nice. Uh, So Nick, uh, thank you again for being here tonight. This has been a lot of fun as always. And I can't wait to hear about your Thanksgiving trip. And I hope you have a wonderful time down in Walt Disney World in a couple of weeks. Well, thanks. Yes, Scott. And thank you so much for for having me back on the uh, the podcast. Always, uh, always a lot of fun coming and, and, and talking to you and, and talking about Disney. So I'll be excited to to share some um, some tales from Thanksgiving at Disney World and what that looks like. Awesome, I'm really yeah. excited to see what it's like. I'm excited for you, and I, I can't wait to hear about it. Uh, for our listeners, uh, you can find the Stuff We Love podcast on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, on Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast. Our website is Stuff We Love Podcast.podbean.com. You can write to us, Stuff We Love Podcast at gmail.com. And please leave us those good five star reviews and makes it easier for others to find the show. And uh, thank you all to to all of our new listeners. We got a bunch of new listeners from all over the place and we welcome you to the stuff we love podcast crew. And we hope that you enjoy the show and uh, please feel free to check out our prior episodes, including a bunch with our guest tonight, Nick for some good Disney fun and pop culture fun in general. That's what we're all about here on the show. So uh, let's go around the table one more time. I am Scott. And I'm Nick. And this has been the stuff we love podcast.